Toronto Pride is suffering from sticker shock. Their policing costs and their insurance premiums have ballooned to the point where they're looking at the possibility of having to scale things back. Here to explain more is Sherwin Modest, who is the executive director of Pride Toronto. Good morning. Hi, good morning, John. How are you this I'm morning? okay. Good to have you. How did you find out about this? Because, you know, I, I'm kind of, and and I'd love you to be date specific about when these bills came in. So for the insurance, we have been, um, we've known of the insurance for quite a few months now. Um, with, in relation to the police um, code that was sent to us, and again, don't have the exact date in front of me, but it was last week, um, which is common practice that we would receive the code prior to the festival that we received the code from. So it was early last week we received the code from Toronto Police. Is I'd be curious to know what a Toronto Police quote looks like. I mean, are there line items? Do they say this many officers for this many hours or do they just say this is what it's going to cost? Yeah, so it's it's the literally line item for this day. We need so many hours, um, so many officers. So it is it is lined. How do they explain this uh, jump? Because we should say, let's see, uh, twenty twenty two policing and security cost pride just over sixty two thousand dollars this year. The bill is one hundred and eighty two thousand. That's a, a a leap. It's it's a huge leap, um, and you're looking at over over a hundred percent. And the explanation that they have been given is that the increase in size and the length, the new hours. But I want to be very clear, John, that the the parade route have been adjusted to accommodate the 2.4 million visitors that we have for Pride Toronto. So rather than ending at Dundas and, and Church, we're now ending at Dundas and Bay to accommodate more folks at Nathan Phillips Square. The hours of the parade have not changed. Um, so again, um, the excuse, we do not believe that it is, it is real um, and does not justify the cost, um, that huge increase. Okay, so what do you think is going on? You know, it's we we believe that there is we've been charged this amount because there is a, a huge risk. Um, the the two LGBTQ community have been attacked. Um, have been there's lots of threat towards the community, and as a result, there might be a need for more officers to protect the community. But we just do not believe that we should be having to pay that bill to protect the community. We are taxpayers, we are part of the community, and it's their responsibility to provide that service to us. Okay, quoting from Stephanie Sayer uh, on this very issue, she writes, as it stands, Toronto police have not received information about increased security threats related to the Pride Festival. So the police deny this is about threats or you know any climate of, of intolerance or hatred. Yeah, and again, I don't think, John, we need to look far. We're seeing it on a daily basis. It is on the news. We're, you know, whether it's in the US, it's it's here in Canada, in Markham. We're we're constantly hearing it. It is in Toronto. So we do not need 
um, the police to tell us that there is an increased threat towards the to us LGBTQ community because it is very present. Then why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they just say you know come to Pride? I'm sure you guys have face to face meetings. Why wouldn't they just say you know what? There's a there's been an uptick of late. Uh, we have concerns. This is why we want to assign this many more officers. And you would again. Um, their rationale to us is that it's as a result of the the size of the footprint. It's as a result of the, the the hours. And I'm saying that this is not so. I would hope that we will be able to sit and continue to have the conversations. We've had great conversations um, around, you know, the work that we do, and and we would want that to continue. But again, it just does not justify the cost. Um, that has been presented to us. Are there tensions between pride and or the gay community with police? I mean, this goes back a good long time. You can either talk about Bruce MacArthur or, or the uniform issue. Yes, and that that's not that issue. It's not an issue that we're discussing. The membership of Pride Toronto had made a decision around um, uniform officers in the parade, and that decision stands. Um, so. I would hope that this is not something that is being used, um, and I don't think it is. Um, however, again, I think we just—it just does not justify the the huge increase that is being presented to us. Okay, so what happens now? I mean, is there any chance that the police lower their bill and the insurance company lowers their bill, or are you guys going to have to cut the size of Pride, or are you going to have to beg for more money from somebody else? So we have we have paid the insurance bill, and it's very likely within the next couple of weeks we are going to have to pay the police bill. We have been having some good conversations with the Ontario Minister of Culture, is, uh, Culture uh, Michael Ford. We've been having some good conversations with the Public Safety Minister federally and the 2S LGBTQ Secretariat. So we're hoping that they will help not just Pride Toronto, but Prides across the country who are all seeing these increases across the board. And let me ask you something that Deb Hutton, one of our pundits, asked uh, earlier this morning on the show. And, you know, she said, why, if, if this is a multi-million dollar do generator of income, why is Pride always against the wall? And this and this is it. You know, um, I, I begged the question, you know, three years ago when I took on this responsibility and, you know, really looking at, you know, Pride as an organization, as a festival that brings in so much. In 2022, you know, the the tax revenue was over 260 million in terms of to the GDP, close to 600 million and yet, that money does not go to pride. But we continue to have to rely 95% on sponsorship. Only 5% of, of the, the expenses from pride is covered through government funding. Well, good luck with this. It's, uh, you know, I guess normally you'd be gearing up for the exuberance of uh, Pride Month, and instead you're going to be sitting there with calculators and pencils and trying to figure out where the money's coming from. And and it's, it is sad, but again, and the, the folks that are losing out are our talented artists, 
that are in Toronto, that are in Ontario, that are looking forward to being on pride stages. And we do hope that, you know, all levels of government will do what is right and, you know, support us. But one of the things that I really want to mention, John, this is more than just dollars and cents. We're also looking for some legislative changes that will really help to protect the 2S LGBTQ community in relation to really preventing protesters from interfering with the pride parades being able to celebrate. Okay, well, that's kind of new territory. Uh, what would you What would you have done to prevent people? And I, I mean, aside from Black Lives Matter, I don't know who has protested before. Well, John, believe it or not, every Pride Parade, there are hundreds of protesters that are uh, on the parade route. You know making comments and we saw what happened during the pandemic when you know protesters were attacking hospitals attacking healthcare workers we saw how quick the the government were able to put legislation in place to prevent them from getting into getting the, within a certain distance of the of the hospitals and healthcare providers and i think these are some of the things that we have to do to create a safer space for the 2S LGBTQ community. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will keep you posted okay. and let you know. Yeah, no, let's stay in touch. Okay, thank you, yes. Sherwin. Sherwin Modest is the executive director of Pride Toronto. Well, we covered a lot of territory in that discussion. Um, and in particular, I did not know that there was a lobby effort underway to create what we customarily call exclusion zones. We've had them for decades around abortion clinics. Um, we did bring about measures to um, try to get protesters to back off of hospitals during COVID. And so this would make it such that I guess, you know, you'd have to be 200 meters away or something from the parade route. 